Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of Brawl for All, and I'm your host, Lance Jenkins, and we have got a full slate on hand tonight, I'll tell you. First and foremost, I want to talk a little bit about last weekend's uh, Hurricane Matthew. Let me tell you, I'm not sure if you where you're located, but in eastern North Carolina and, of course, along the east coast, uh, there has been a, a Hurricane Matthew had serious, serious impact. And I'll tell you that uh, it, it, it certainly had an impact on our show. We did not air last week. And, of course, those of you who are Rage Wrestling fans uh, saw firsthand the impact on Hurricane Matthew. That's right, folks. The second Rage Wrestling show was set for the World Championship Tournament uh, had to be uh, postponed to a later date. We'll make the announcement here in just a bit about that. But, folks, we want to continue to pray for those that were affected by Hurricane Matthew it our show, but more importantly, it affected the lives of many people, and uh, we certainly are uh, mindful of that and certainly praying for the people who have been affected by the flooding and many other effects of Hurricane Matthew. Folks, want to welcome to the show right now the lead analyst for Brawl for All, Stevie Fly. Are you with us tonight? Yes, sir. How are you, Mr. Lance? Stevie, I am doing great. Folks, all our listeners right now and those who will be listening on demand, I want you to know this man is committed because today our lead analyst, Stevie Fly, celebrating his birthday. Happy birthday, Stevie. Has it been a good day? So so far, so good. Well, you know, another year gone by. You know, and, uh, don't feel another year older, but I'm, I'm waiting for that. Those 43 years uh, starting to tell on me a little bit, but, uh, you know, pretty much feel good. Been a good day. Uh Hate hate for the people that were affected by the flood last week by Hurricane Matthew. Uh, yeah. You know, we we were talking. I remember mean, we talking last Saturday night about when we called it off, I, and and I think we made the right decision with calling it off, uh, especially with the impact it had in this area. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, it did have an impact. I mean, honestly, I'm 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 usually a skeptic. I'm the one that usually doesn't think anything will happen, but. Uh, I think last week uh, Charles Jones and team made a uh, made a good call on that, 
And I do want to make the announcement right now. And Steve, you're probably already aware of this. Uh, there's right. a lot of people who have been asking. And I told them we'd announce it tonight on the show. Brawl for all. Bring the news to you folks. Rage Wrestling's World Championship Tournament has been set for Saturday, November 12th, same time, uh, 5.30 p.m. Eastern, uh, doors open. And then, of course, 7 o'clock p.m. bell time, same venue, Northeast Academy Gymnasium, Alaska, North Carolina. And, folks, you do not want to miss it. It's going to be a great show. We are going to crown the first ever Rage Wrestling World Champion tonight. Um, it was a tough decision, wasn't it, Steve? I mean, the whole show was set up, but then, of course, you know, we do like Yeah, it, it was very, it was very tough. You know, we sit, sitting there looking, everything was ready to go, uh, but you just really couldn't put put these people in harm's way. And uh, you know, there was still a lot of people that that were planning on coming. You know, you get phone calls and and uh, text messages from people, is it still on? It's still on, and you know, I'm really surprised that people were still coming. I guess they're just that committed to, to rage wrestling. That's right. Well, I mean, you know, wrestling, look, look I'm going to tell you, we were there. I mean, <laughs> we were, we were, yeah, we were there. We, it, were. But we were there till, I mean, the storm had gotten pretty bad. And we were still there. Um, yeah. Right. It, it, it is what it is. If you're listening, you want to come out to the show, rage wrestling, world championship tournament, first ever champion to be decided tonight. And we don't want to miss it. Steve, we've got a ton to talk about tonight. And, of course, it's your birthday. We want you to be able to spend some time with the family. But I want to talk to you a little bit. First off, Raw, big last week. We'll get there in just a minute. But let's talk about it. It certainly was a big payback. But, of course, No Mercy kicked off with the headline match, the World Heavyweight Champion, WWE World Heavyweight Championship, uh, the triple threat match. AJ Styles came out. Uh, with the victory and, of course, retains the belt. Does AJ hang on to this title for a long time? Is this one of those long-tenured wrestling uh, title uh, tenures? It, it's starting to look like it. Uh, I think he's going to keep it for a while. Uh, maybe maybe Royal Rumble or WrestleMania would be – that would be the dates I would think he would drop it if, if he's going to drop it then. Uh, you know, you had something kind of – I hadn't really seen this situation come up before – but you had a, a Ambrose and Cena both get the tap out on Styles. Styles tapped out, you know, kind of a, I guess, a, what they wanted to throw a little swerve at you just to just to keep all three guys where it doesn't look like one of them got pinned here, one of them got pinned there. Uh, but two, a double tap out, and Styles said he knew a double tap out wouldn't go. So he gets back in the ring, hits. Ambrose with a chair, with a, with an Ambrose, no, it was Cena. He hit Cena with a chair after Cena had, had right. uh, did the attitude adjustment off the top turnbuckle to Ambrose and pinned Cena that way. So, very smart move by Styles, but, and, and a, and a different ending to the match. It was nice to see something different, and I guess, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out why they led off with it. I don't know if they didn't want to compete with the debates or whatever, but, uh, Kind of different to lead off with with the world title match in, in the first first right off the bat. Yeah, well, I'll tell you that you know <laughs> the debate. I don't even know oh, where yeah. to, what to say. <laughs> even though, even though, even though you're right, that was motive. But let's talk about that. That stole the show, Ziggler and the Miz. We really we talked about 
how this right might truly be the end for Ziggler because I think there were some contractual issues and there were some concerns right. about how he'd been used. But now, starting to look like Ziggler might uh, might have might have a future. We and and a lot of talk about what he's going to do because his contract's coming up and. and uh, you know, we had we had talked about the last show. We had talked about if he lost, coming back as a new faction on Raw. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. that, if that's still in the mix, we don't know. Uh, but right now, things are looking good for Ziggler. I don't know if he's going to get this push because if you look at several times in Ziggler's career, when it looks like he's getting a push for some reason, and I don't know if he's got heat backstage with some of the uh, some of the higher ups, or what, or with Triple H, or somebody, but it, it looks like it, it, as soon as he's getting momentum, somebody pulls a rug out from under him, and, and he gets sent back. And, and I hope that doesn't happen this time. But you know, yeah. I, I'm I'm still still waiting for that to happen. But uh, looks good right now, and it was it was real good to see some of the Spirit Squad come back for for the uh, for that match, <laughs> and and for the SmackDown before that. Um, that's right. Hadn't seen them in a while. Didn't think I'd ever see a Spirit Squad reunion, but you know, I guess WWE's <laughs> pulling it all out now. Yeah, they, well, they they tend to do that, and uh, and I, I will tell you, I'm a big fan of Dolph Ziggler. I mean, he just reminds me so much of uh, you know some of the some of the high flying superstars we saw kind of surface for the first time in the late '80s, early '90s. And I'll tell you, I, I really have always been a big fan of him, and to see him move up. I mean, I want to see him to be a final championship contender. I mean, at the very top, because I don't think there's, in my personal opinion, there's not a lot of performers that really get it done like Dolph Ziggler. Well, and that just goes to show you, and I, I agree with you on that. That just goes to show you, if you get across the logs with some of these guys uh, backstage, uh, it can really, really set you back. Uh, you look at a guy caught a lot of momentum in WWE years ago. Uh, I get Mr. Anderson, you know, and, yep. and uh, after a match with Cena and Orton, and Cena and Orton go backstage because he missed the spot. He could have got somebody hurt. Cena and Orton go backstage, yep. and, and next thing you know, Anderson is gone. Uh, you know, and that's just backstage politics. It, it creeps in. And the ones that had that stroke or that power, they can they can uh, get you a power. They can really drop you back. Yes, they can. And and so let's let's transition now to the Monday night when the folks with power really really sent us a loop. I mean, we kind of thought we kind of heard in the I think the rumors had been swirling that there could be a return. Uh, from uh, from one of the perhaps one of the great biggest names that WCW ever put out, and of course his wrestling ability, with all due respect, uh, Goldberg didn't exactly have uh, by any stretch of the imagination the talent that you you know say a Shawn Michaels had or even a Sting or so many other nah. big names that came about at the same time. But he was a big name, and there's no doubt about it. Him coming back to the WWE tomorrow night on Monday Night Raw is a big deal. Did you expect it this early? Well, I know we had talked about we thought he would be back by Survivor Series. You know, that thumbs up, thumbs down. I said he would be back. So I guess this was a good time to set it up uh, 
we got Hell in a Cell pay-per-view coming up between now and then, and that'll kind of give some heat before then. But, uh, yeah, I, I kind of figured if they were going to do it, it was going to have to be in in, in October, uh, maybe late October to set it up. But this gives them a good stretch to set up where uh, they can they can really develop the feud between him and Lesnar. Uh, I've heard sketchy things about uh, he's going to be on at least three rows. So you probably won't see him every week. And uh, they're trying to get – way I'm hearing is it's actually just going to be one match, and they're try, trying to negotiate for more. So, like I said before, I don't think this is going to be a long-term deal with Goldberg. But, you know, we'll, you know how WWE is. If, if they see he's getting a lot of positive response, and I think if Goldberg sees he's getting a lot of positive response, There'll be some renegotiating, and maybe he'll end up at WrestleMania too. Well, and I, I have a feeling that we're going to see that. But I, I will tell you that uh, you know three three Raws has him probably not appearing on only one because Survivor Series is scheduled for November the twentieth for the very first time in Toronto, Canada, um, and, and so that's what that night. Of course, this one's probably going to be a pretty good one because you know we're going to get to see a Survivor series that features yet again the brand set so we're going to probably see some interesting matchups there because like no mercy hell in the cell all of these other um i hate to say it but lesser known premiere shows or pay-per-views as kind of, yeah. Uh, right yeah the survivor series is one like you mentioned i think last week it's one of their big ones so this one happens to be combining the two brands and i think we're going to see a little bit of that so we're going to see Goldberg and Lesnar. There's no doubt that's going to prob- that's going to happen. There's no, probably that's not that is going to happen at our series. Um, what do you think? I mean, what, where is this headed? Do you think Vince is trying to make people forget about WrestleMania 20? Do you think that Goldberg wants to forget about WrestleMania 20? I mean, what what is the motive here for bringing Goldberg back? Well, it's, it's just like, I mean, you look at a couple years ago. And we talked about this before on another show. The video game tie-in, you know, you had one with Sting, and Sting ended up coming at WrestleMania. Uh, Bringing back Goldberg to tie-in with 2K17 video game release, which just got released. Uh, I mean, that's a marketing ploy, I think. Uh, And, you know, know, when people people that may have got out of wrestling years ago, I've talked to a few this week that don't really watch wrestling like they used to back in the in the 90s. And when they hear, well, Goldberg's coming back, and they're like, oh, okay, well, you know, and that may make them watch Raw. And, you know, it's going to bring in some of the older people that may have gotten away from wrestling. And, and if it brings them in for one night, that's ratings for, for Vince. And maybe it'll get them hooked again. I, it's more of a marketing ploy, I think, to get Goldberg in and, uh, as far as Goldberg, what, what's Goldberg want to do? Maybe to make people forget about WrestleMania 20, but I think Goldberg's looking at that paycheck right now too. So, uh, yep. you know, and then you look at Ultimate Warrior with the video game tie-in. He made appearances around that time too, but it didn't have a match. But uh, you know, I think that's more of a marketing ploy for for Vince and WWE. Well, it probably, I, and and I will say that you know Goldberg. Certainly was it was one of the biggest stars in I think the last heyday of wrestling during the Monday Night Wars. But I will say this, you know, my biggest concern is 
I don't think that Vince McMahon would be in this situation in the first place where wrestling has lost kind of its mainstream uh, pull that it once had if he hadn't bought out all the talent. Which well, leads me true. to which leads me to the next thing, as that is TNA. <laughs> you know, a lot of rumors swirling around TNA, Ooh. even even now that there's still there's still an, um, someone looking. I mean, there's a parties looking to buy uh, the company. You know, we've we've since learned it's pretty well known now that WWE is really only interested in the video library. Right. It's perfect sense, and in my opinion, they should take that off. Because if they take that offer, not only will they probably get a fairly large financial uh, boost, they're going to get exposure they probably didn't have in the first place. I mean, I see it as a win-win for TNA. What do you see? Well, the whole TNA situation right now is so so messed up. I mean, you've got Billy Corgan suing yeah. TNA, Dick Carter, several uh, people from that company that own TNA. Uh, just just saw that actually the actual figure that TNA owes their debtors right now is close to 3.4, I think it was billion dollars or million dollars. It was mil- million, yeah. If they owe 3.8 billion, they should probably call them the day. They, they would be gone. 3.4 <laughs> million dollars that they owe creditors right now. And yeah. Corgan yeah. is one of those. Um TNA's best bet is to take to take whatever they can get from WWE and try to get out of this mess. Of anybody that buys this company, there's there's a lean against against TNA already, uh, and I think it's kind of what I'm hearing is turned WWE away from. They're kind of just like, well, forget that now. Uh, but you know, who knows? Next week it could be WWE wants to. To buy them again, but right now it's just a messed up situation. I feel very sorry for all the talent in TNA. Yeah, because you know, particularly people like I mean, you know, there's a ton of people who've been with the company for some time, and I do feel for them, but I actually feel more for the people like Cody Rhodes. You know, the people the who literally made a jump to the this company, and now could find themselves jobless again. Uh, looking for work uh, here in just, I mean, who knows, a matter of days, a matter of weeks, months, who really knows? I mean, I've never seen any, I've never seen any wrestling company and their drama aired out so much all my life. Never, t- I mean, well, even in all the trouble WCW was in before yeah, Bischoff yeah, came what... in, never, any of that never got aired out like TNA's is right now. Well, well, for one reason with that, before Bischoff came in in WCW in the in the mid '90s, there was no internet. Uh, but yeah, the internet, you got that right. Way, you you know you know everything that goes on minutes after what what's happened, or even before it happened. Sometimes, and you know, mm-hmm. uh, even when WCW was on the verge of being sold to WWE, it, you didn't have all of this aired out and I mean it came out later but right now it's just it's just a bad situation. You got and all that talent on TNA, I know there was some of them that were debating said and there were several of them said if one more if they have one more late paycheck they were gonna uh 
send out feelers to WWE to see what they could do for them. And, uh, but you know what? That's going to get kind of crowded. There's not going to be so much WWE can do as far as even when you got NXT, SmackDown, and Raw as separate brands, you can't really do a whole lot when you have so many trying to come up there at one time. So um, I'm sure some of them will hit Ring of Honor if, if it does go down, but it, it, it's just a really bad situation. It really is, and of course, uh, I may have mentioned this, but uh, you know, Billy Corbin obviously publicly suing the company as of late last week. You know, when you've got a oh, guy yeah, on creative, yeah. You, if you look, uh, a lot of the rumors with, with Corbin and all of this stuff, uh, there was it was a few wrestlers I think that had their theme music was uh, copyrighted by Billy Corbin that came out last week for TV yeah. stations. And Dan, I mean, like, uh, what's his name, DJ Z, he came out and was mm-hmm. dancing. There was no music playing. Uh, I guess they were going to plan on adding some music later on. I don't know if it just went down that uh, they couldn't use the music because of the lawsuit. I'm sure that had a lot to do with it, but uh, I think uh, it was another. Mike Bennett was one of them that, that couldn't use his, mu- use his music. So it's getting really nasty. And, uh, you know, I, yeah. I don't really blame Corbin. I think... You know, all the blame, and, and people may disagree with me when I say that, all the blame has to go on Dixie Carter's shoulders. Yeah, I mean, it's hard not to, I mean, it, it really, I, I hate to be, uh, you know, I hate to be like this, but I've got to agree with you, Stevie, that it just, it seems to me that there's just been a lot of bad business decisions made over time from TV deals, from... And, you know, a part of me kind of feels for Dixie. I have to be quite frank because Dixie, she did, I think she truly wants what's best for the company. But Stevie, I mean, I, and this is not because she's a woman. It has nothing to do with that. No, but I don't no. know that she knows how to run a wrestling company. Now, that's can a woman exactly run a wrestling right. company? I'm sure they can. You know, that's that's not at all what this is about. In fact, if you watch some of the women's matches in WWE, I think some of the women can wrestle better than some of the men. So this is not a gender thing. But he has just, I mean, bad decision after bad decision after bad decision. And I do feel for but it is time for, if TNA is going to remain in the industry, it is time for TNA to sell. That's the best thing she can do. Of course, I can understand how hard it is to let go of something you're passionate about. But she needs to sell the company and if Corgan gets a hold of it, he ne- TNA needs to never be called TNA again because no, TNA no. comes with bad stigma. And unfortunate. it's unfortunate, but it's true, isn't it? Yeah, they need to get away from that whole name and just change the name, have the same same roster, but just the name needs to be changed. Uh, <laughs> you know, and I don't know how I don't know much about Dixie Carter's background, how much she knows about wrestling, but I think if if she'd have put somebody with with a wrestling background let them make decisions instead of her she might not be in this situation now because she had some talent she still has some talent there it's just not been used right you know we talked about that before about the two one step forward two step back deal but you know it's storylines just didn't materialize or didn't have a chance to materialize I, I can remember several and this is over over the years since watching it since she took over, you know, and that's got a lot to do with your creative part, but watching storylines where 
you know, one week these guys are feuding with each other, and the next week they're, they're tag teaming with each other, and it's like nothing ever happened. It's just like they forgot about that. I don't know if you – and I'm, I'm pretty sure you remember the whole WCW when when Russo took over and everything just kind of oh. – it's like yeah. they hit the reset button. And and it, it kind of went in that same deal where you didn't really know who was on whose side from week to week. And yep. it gets kind of confusing. And my thing is if you're going to set up a feud and it's, you're going to have to do a couple of months set up a few like that you know look like like flair when he used to feud with somebody like steamboat you did a couple of months it was at least two pay-per-views where they fought each other maybe even three and people got into it i mean you know you you didn't see the same match over and over again with them but uh in this day and time it's like people get get bored with it but i i think tna really just dropped the ball with you know letting it not letting it materialize and uh, mm-hmm. I think that's where they really made a lot of mistakes there. Well, and and talk about that's a that's a name that has not you just said a moment ago that has never come up on this show before. Oh, but now that we're here, Lord forgive me. Let me just say what I got to say about Vince Russo. I don't oh. know, you know. I, look, I'm not. First off, anybody who says Eric Bischoff does not know what he's doing, they are foolish. Now. If they judge based on what TNA, what he did with TNA, let's be honest, ratings were high as they've ever been with TNA when Bischoff yeah. and Hogan were headlining the show. Hardcore wrestling fans don't want to admit that. Just accept it, folks. The casual wrestling base is what usually carries ratings. If the hardcore wrestling base is what carried ratings, then TNA would be doing well because they have great matches. They have great wrestling. But yeah. at the end of the day, big names carry. So Vince Russo... Wow, I don't even know where to start because in WCW, you talk about, I mean, I don't know, you probably remember this. I don't know a lot of our casual wrestling fans remember this, but people who've been watching wrestling for a long time will know that Vince Russo is a one-time WCW World Heavyweight Champion. Now, that, the fact well, <laughs> that that happened is crazy. The, well, if I've got one better than that. While Russo <laughs> was in charge. You know, I think you know where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. Russo being champion is one thing, but when you give an actor like David Arquette the WCW World Heavyweight Champion, and that actually happened. Granted, it was a tie-in with the movie Ready, uh, the Ready to Rumble that had all the WCW stars in it. You don't mm-hmm. give a guy like David Arquette the WCW World Heavyweight Championship, and that happened. That's when it really got stupid for me. Why, and I, you know, say what you want to about Russo. Russo got a lot of credit for turning WWE around when it was losing the ratings war. Him and Ed Ferrara were, were two right. of the writers there, and I think it was more of a case. And now with his track record, I think it was more of a case of being in the right place at the right time. Because, you know, you, you you know, flash in the pan, one-hit wonder, whatever you want to call Russo, he he created DX, he gave the ideas for all that in the Attitude Area. But when you go over to WCW and you kind of go too crazy trying to make everybody be a DX or something like that, you need to come up with something original and try, you know, it, it was ridiculous with what he did with WCW and TNA too. 
I watched a little bit of the TNA matches when he was there, but uh, it was just not something I wanted to see. Uh, Russo, like like you said, if you're talking about Bischoff, Bischoff turned the company around. Bischoff, uh, Russo did the exact opposite. He put one in the gutter. Yeah, well, he yeah. TNA. Yeah, the whole the whole well, good point. Yeah, good job, Vince. Hey, I would love for you to come on the show and explain to our listeners how, how that all worked out. Um, but I will tell you that David Arquette went in the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. Was close towards the end, I know, of, of Russo's tenure right. as you know. But he, apparently, first off, he pinned Eric Bischoff, and I'll tell you that. In my opinion, the fact that those two were involved in the conclusion of the match is actually even worse than the fact that David Arquette won the title. I mean, are you serious? Like, I mean, at really? least you know, I don't have any words, Vince. We'd love an explanation. Uh, how, how do you how do you explain that to somebody like a Ric Flair, to somebody like a Sting, or even to a Hulk Hogan that? Uh, when they they come out and tell you, well, Arquette's going over for the championship tonight. What do you think? <laughs> love what do you there. think? What do you think the looks on these guys' faces were? I mean, DDP was big. He was in his prime at that time. What do you think the looks on those guys' faces were when they said Arquette's going over? I mean, and come on, what, really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, here's what I understand. Look, you know, I'm not a negative guy. I'm being pretty negative talking about Vince Russo, but I'm gonna call a spade a spade here, okay? WC, yeah. He had a very successful tenure. I agree with you. WWF at the time, very successful tenure, getting that the, the content might have been questionable as whether or not that was great. But nonetheless, it drove ratings, okay? So it drove ratings, and him and Ed Ferrara did a good job. But on, in 99, when they signed with WCW, I mean, they had the same chance to do the same thing there, okay? Didn't go out as planned, right? I mean, let's be honest. I don't want to give – Vince Russo and Ed Farrar too many too much credit because the bottom line is I can talk all the junk I want about Vince McMahon, but he is to date the greatest mind in pro wrestling to date. Period. I mean, it, I mean, it, it is what it is. He's out, he's on top for a reason, right? So exactly. I, I, I have mean, a hard time can... believing that Vince didn't have something to do with their success in WWF. Well, oh yeah, you know, like you said, he's the only one still here. He's the only one on top yep. right now. So, what can we say? We can't talk too much, too much junk about him. No, no. I mean, look, I would, um, I, I would if if I could, but I can't. You know, I mean, I just can't. But um, I'm from Jackson. I talk junk. You know, but I just ain't got nothing on Vince McMahon. I really don't. The guy, I mean, you know, I, I, like I said, I can question some of his content that I think he used in the '90s that I think was a desperate attempt to get ratings. Nonetheless, it worked. But, uh, and, you know, Russo was there for a good part of that. But, I mean, WCW after Vince Russo, I, I just don't know what happened. But um, at any rate, it is what it is. And, of course, here's what I don't get. Okay, so Rex Ryan was a former head coach of the New York Jets, right, and had a pretty right. successful tenure there. And, of course, look at the Buffalo Bills today. They won big over the 49ers, not saying much, but they're winning. That's That's impressive for Buffalo. Let's start by saying that. But. What he's doing is working well there. But you see NFL coaches, and he might be the same story in the years to come, but you see NFL coaches, they get fired by one team, and they head to another team who thinks that the other team just must have messed it up and they're going to give them a shot, and then they do terrible there. And then they go somewhere else and be a head coach there. Here's my question, okay? 
Who in their right mind thought after WCW ended the way it did, TNA brings Vince Russo into the equation. They say, hey, this is going to work. I mean, Stevie, let's say you were Dixie Carter. Is that a decision you make? If I am, no. I mean, look at the track record. Look how he put a pretty successful company and put it in the gutter. I mean, they just they bled money, and that whether that you blame that on uh, contracts Bischoff had signed, but uh, the money wasn't really the problem. They were when they were paying all that money when the NWO was in its prime, ratings were high. So yep. content was the problem, and you know Russo's. Russo's ways, uh, I know he, if you look at a guy like a Jim Cornette, him and Russo go back and forth, and Cornette comes out several times, has come out several times, said, you kill WCW and you kill TNA. Uh, and, and you know, if, if I'm somebody like a Dixie Carter, and he did have a tenure in, in TNA, he's got, a, he's got a big mouth, but he knows wrestling. I'm putting Jim Cornette in charge. That's one yep. of the greatest wrestling minds right there. And somebody that's, that's had his own, he, he ran Smoky Mountain Wrestling after uh, after the Croc got, out, got bought out by Turner. Cornette bought, uh, he, had, he started Smoky Mountain Wrestling, excuse me. He started Smoky Mountain Wrestling and actually was doing really good. I mean, some of the guys you see in, in WWE now, Jericho was there. Kane started there. Uh a guy like Lance Storm was there. There was a lot of guys that came out of the Smoky Mountain territory and, and made it in WWE. But somebody like Jim Cornette, he's been around the block a few times. He knows what he's doing. I'd put him in charge, not a Vince yeah. Russo. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, 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 I've bashed Vince Russo too much tonight. Vince, we'd love for you to come on the show. Sorry. Yeah, um, I would definitely love to love to ask him a few questions. You know, I'd love to hear some of the stories. Yeah, I think I just shot that chance. Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, with it, I've read some of his Twitter, and he he loves a challenge like that. So maybe maybe we can get Vince on the show. Well, I tell you what, we will make uh, to our listeners. If you know Vince Russo. And uh, you know his 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 work in wrestling. There's certainly no doubt he's done some good things, but I think there's some things we question, and that's what journalists do. And we're wrestling journalists. So having said that, Vince, welcome to come on the show. All right. So TNA, let's talk a little bit about what they're doing right. Okay. And and one thing I think they're doing right still, and you you, you said this before, and I couldn't agree more, is the broken Matt Hardy thing. So him and Eddie yeah. calls him Brother Nero, Jeff Hardy. Um, now, uh, they, they won at Bind for Glory, obviously. I don't think we've had a show since then. So, they, they did win at yeah, Bind for Glory. Not, and here's yeah, – No, sorry. we hadn't had a show since then. We hadn't had a show yeah, since so, then. You're right. So, here's my question. I hear, on the, I hear on the rumor mill that they are thinking about having an episode of TNA Impact Wrestling at the broken Matt Hardy compound. Have you heard right. about this? Oh yeah, I've heard I, that. That was one of one of my uh, things that I was definitely wanted to talk about tonight. Yeah, it's it's what? it's it's pretty funny. To, and Matt has done something that you know I don't I can't remember anybody else doing. Matt has made a challenge, and I'm not going to use his exact quote because I don't know it off the top of my head. But 
he's made a challenge. He called it the day of the new to come up, to come to the Hardy compound. If they will do that, he will make an appearance on a WWE show. If McMahon would Meek Man, that's what he called Meek Man, would let them do that, he would make an appearance on a WWE show. Also threw the challenge out to the Young Bucks in Ring of Honor and said that he would return the favor by the Hardys would make an appearance on a Ring of Honor show. So it's kind of mm-hmm. interesting here to see, you know, is which are they working with each other or uh, is this just Matt Hardy trying to trying to generate some more some more interest in his character? Uh, either way, I think it's a good move by Hardy. Yeah, well, I think so too. And, and, and look, at the end of the day, the more these smaller and I say smaller, I know TNA is not small and compared to some, and I know Ring of Honor is not small, but they're smaller than WWE. I think we can all agree there. So the more yeah. these entities work together, the more, I think, pro wrestling is going to grow. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I know you don't go as far back as I do with with wrestling, but back when Vince took over the company from his dad and uh, – he pretty much went against everything, every cardinal rule that all the promoters went. He went into other guys' territories. He started buying out territories. He was going national. Uh, and when like, you had you had the NWA with the Crockett, you had the AWA with uh, Vern Gagne, and they, to, to try to fend off that, and I think they also worked with world-class wrestling out of Texas, Devon Erickson. Uh, that ran that down there, but they tried to do a joint venture together, several of them, and have, you know, like Flair. I think Flair was the NWA champion then, and Rick Martel was the AWA champion. They they fought. The Road Warriors were also in the AWA then. They fought mm-hmm. uh, Ivan and Nikita, and it was it was just like a back and forth, kind of like a, a a Super Bowl of wrestling. I don't. I can't remember what they called it, but uh, they went to different places. They would do it in one territory one time and do it in another territory another time. And I think that's what, you know, maybe Ring of Honor and TNA need to do now. Uh, Maybe they need to cross over to each other's territory. Uh, I know it hadn't been done in a while, but it might be a good idea to try to compete with with WWE now because you definitely got – I mean, you look at the Young Bucks. I think the Young Bucks could go just about anywhere. And be be superstars, but they choose to stay in Ring of Honor. I know it's happened before. I know there's been a uh, Young Bucks and Hardys match before, but I would love to see one now. I mean, they. I don't know how many people got to see the last Ring of Honor pay per view, the Ladder Wars, the Triple Threat match with the Young Bucks and Addiction, and uh, the Motor City Machine Guns. But I mean, how those guys come out. Well, that match with that and able to walk, I don't know. Uh, the Young Bucks came out on top of that and won the Ring of Honor Tag Champs, but you could see them walking around, and they weren't uh, as as agile and and getting her and quick as they were usually were before that match. Well, and, and, and yeah, and I, and I I will I will agree with you wholeheartedly. If Ring of Honor and TNA. Just, I mean, look, Ring of Honor, you, we we sang their praises on this show. So, you know, if you're listening, you're a Ring of Honor fan, well, you come to the right place because we, we are, we oh, think yeah. they're doing it the right way. Uh, 
But Ring of Honor has a lot, you know, obviously they've got a lot to lose by you know, combine. If they ever combine, literally combine with TNA, uh, they've got a $3.8 million debt to assume. So I know that's something to look forward to. But nonetheless, uh, Ring of Honor, uh, I think kind of collaborating with TNA is really what, we, what I think we both are saying. Right. And if they do that, if they do that, it's just, it's going to be neat. Because when was, when was the last time wrestling was great? It was the Monday Night Wars, I would say, exactly. my personal opinion. And you look at how big of a deal it was when Kevin Nash and Scott Hall, formerly Diesel and Razor Ramon, started showing up on Monday Nitro. They're not supposed to be there. They're supposed to be in WWF at the time. And, you know, then when, of course, of course the first ever episode of Monday Nitro at the Mall of America in Minneapolis. Lex Luger yeah. shows up literally a day after. I mean, he, he was there on, he was on WWE programming the day before, and he was at the pay per view. One day in your house yeah. match, he teamed up with Davey Boy the night before. Yeah, and seeing that type, I mean, that couldn't have gone down well. But that's another story. So seeing that type of thing <laughs> happen, I mean, it's neat. And if you're a hardcore wrestling fan, and let's be honest, the hardcore ones are the ones that are watching Ring of Honor and TNA right now. If you're a hardcore wrestling fan, that's neat to see. And I think they both have a lot to gain from that. Do you think we're going to start seeing that soon at all? I don't know if we're I'm, – I'm just hoping when that when that came out the other day and I saw that that uh, from Matt Hardy, uh, I, I'm kind of skeptical about WWE with WWE work. It's in New Day, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if Ring of Honor was in the Young Bucks and then – Maybe that would start something there. Maybe, you know, just like you said, when Scott Hall and Kevin Nash showed up, that was a big deal. So if you could sort of like a Ring of Honor or vice versa invasion of TNA, then, you know, that would probably generate more interest in, in both. I mean, Ring of Honor's on the upswing. TNA, Ring of Honor doesn't need TNA, but TNA needs Ring of Honor. They would have to make it worth. Ring of Honor's Wow, and I think the thing that would make it worth Ring of Honor's Wow would be the primetime slot that TNA's in. I mean, you get t- Ring of Honor's in syndication right now, and to be to be on a, a primetime slot, you know, that could really take off if something like that was done. Uh, just like you said, Nash and Hall, I remember the night Hall showed up, and people really believe, you know, this was this was, he was not supposed to be there, you know, unless you read the dirt sheets back then, which that was about the time the internet started getting big. But unless you read the dirt sheets, you really thought how was it supposed to be there? I can remember, I don't know if you remember or not, Lance, when uh, they went backstage at was it Disney when they had it, or somewhere MGM in Florida, Boy. they they jumped. A bunch of them backstage, and people that were there actually called the police and and tried to get them called nine one one to get them out there. The ambulances that came out there to pick up to pick up these guys had been called by people there, and I, I remember hearing the stories. And, and and they, you know, the Doug Dillinger. I don't know if you remember. He was the head of security for WCW. They, I remember. They talk about, I remember. They talk about when. Uh, him and Jimmy Hart saw the ambulance was showing up, and they looked at each other like, did you call them? And they were like, no, I didn't call them. And they figured out 
the fans must have caught them, and they just played it on in, let the ambulances come on in and tend to them. So, I mean, and that made that story that much better. Oh, I mean, everybody oh, remembers know. Ray Mysterio getting thrown by Kevin Ash like he was a human dart into the side of the trailer. And, I mean, people just really thought they were, they were jumping people and they wanted them to be arrested. <laughs> you know what? I that's, that's, that's a really diehard wrestling fan there. <laughs> Oh, you better believe it. Well, I got I got a funny one to tell you, and and a lot of our listeners probably, some of them may know this man, some of them may not, but a dear friend of mine and uh, somebody I actually worked with uh, for a couple of years and uh, an old friend from a long time ago, you know, um, I'm sure you know him, John Brown, affectionately known as Johnny Brown in the Northampton oh, County yeah. uh, area. Well, let me tell you a little story about John. John and a few Farm Bureau agents were at a sales conference. This. Yeah, at a sales conference every year. And so I, I, I'm trying to remember what it was, but it was an episode. They were watching wrestling on Monday night, uh, and it was an episode of Monday Night Raw. And I do believe this is the one where I can't remember if it was – I know Stone Cold Steve Austin was definitely involved, but I, if I remember correctly. Was Sting it Stone or somebody, Cold or was it The Rock? Uh, it may have been one or the other, but some, somehow or another, somebody drove a dump truck or a big box truck, whatever, into another vehicle that, yeah, I don't remember Vince was in it or what, The Rock, I don't know. But anyway, I, long story short, the <laughs> next day, the next day John calls uh, the Pro Wrestling Association of America. And he said, look, I, I don't know how he got that number. <laughs> but he I said, look, I, I want to find out who I need to call. Um, I'm a... I witnessed attempted murder on television last night, <laughs> and I think Stone Cold needs to be arrested. <laughs> and you know, I, I mean, it, of course, you know they were just joking, but oh yeah, well they, uh, it, I think they also called the hospital or, or hospital or the, no, they called WWE headquarters, I believe. That's right. That's right. And asked how they could, how they could, uh, how they could get get in touch with the hospital to find out how the rock was. <laughs> I, I, and, I, and that may be a different situation there, but I, I oh, think it's the same thing. But I, I do remember hearing the story, both of those stories, uh, and Johnny Brown and the Farm Bureau agents having a little fun. Oh, but yeah, they were joking. But you know, some sure, of these people, yeah. some of these people actually actually would think that, that 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 actually happened, and you know, they buy into it. That's that's all and good in what you do. You know, I'm yep. not taking anything away from you. If that's what you want, that's fine. I agree. Yeah, of course, they had a good time with it. Some fans take it uh, pretty seriously. I think that's uh, fair to say. Uh, no doubt about yeah, that. very seriously. Let me ask you a couple things. Uh, I want to get right and get to our segment of the show now uh, called Thumbs Up and Thumbs Down. We do it um, every single week. Uh, but I want to get on one more thing with TNA. And I know you're thinking, how can I ride TNA any harder than I have? Well, here we go. <laughs> Um, got one more thing I got to say, and Stevie, I think I know your opinion, but I want to hear. I want to hear. You've had some oh, time yeah. to kind of settle on this. Buying for Glory, not too long ago, at October first, I believe it was. Uh, excuse me, October second. Uh, and of course, that night, uh, Aaron Rex, uh, known in WWE as Damian Sandow, Sando, whatever, uh, he is now Aaron Rex in TNA, and he wrestles Eddie Edwards in. My, and let me point out that Eddie Edwards was not booked for that match, um, no, but he was no, filling in at the last minute. So he Drew wrestled McIntyre Eddie Edwards that night. That's right. Yeah, Drew McIntyre. Uh, and so 
uh, Aaron Rex wins this new uh, Impact Grand Championship. And, of course, I don't know if it's aired yet or not, but the next night, and, folks, if you're not big for spoilers, you should probably turn your volume now down. I'll take five seconds. Yep. One thousand, one, two, three, four, five. Okay. If you're here, you want to hear this spoiler. Eddie Edwards wins the Impact Championship, the, the, the real deal, folks. The TNA World Heavyweight Championship wins that the next night in TV tapings. I'm just not – Stevie, please make me feel better here. Please. I think, you know, when we were doing a preview for Balfour Glory, uh, we we talked about Eddie Edwards, and I was talking about he is, he's a good singles wrestler, but I, I like him better in tag teams. And I didn't think he was going to beat Aaron Rex that night, and he didn't. Uh, my thing with TNA, and this goes back to the one step forward, two steps back. Uh, you're gonna if you're gonna know, they had to know they had plans to put that belt on Eddie Edwards. I mean, you just don't spur the moment say they, he walks into the match and I guess what tonight you, he's going to beat Lashley. For well, the, for you don't the know. <laughs> Let's and not now, give him too much credit. <laughs> that is true with TNA. We are talking about yeah. TNA here. They could yeah, have done but let's that. Just, but let's assume you're right, though, and they did. They had that in the plan. There, there's no build up to it. Uh, you have just let your grand champion, which I guess is, you know, I, I, I'm not really crazy. I know they're trying to do something different. I'm not really crazy about the the three round deal with the grand champion. Uh, I yeah. guess it's their their version of brawl for all, except they don't yeah. box. Uh, but the grand champion would be, I guess, a step or two steps down from the world heavyweight champion. Yeah. Uh, why in the world you let your grand champion beat the guy clean that's going to be your your next world heavyweight champion? I have no clue. Uh, and then, to make matters worse, I don't know. It, it has been on TV that he with him with the belt. That, this past week they showed it. And have Lashley come out and just destroy him. I mean, and it wasn't like he really jumped him from behind. He just come out and destroyed him. And you're making now they're making Lashley go back up the ladder. He's got to beat so beat Ethan Carter. He's or um, or Moose to to get another shot at Eddie Edwards. So, um, like I said, one step forward, two steps back. And I don't even know if they took a step forward. They may have taken three steps back. Nothing against Andy Edwards. Like I said, he's a great wrestler, but you know, you gotta you gotta really set a guy up to to win a championship, especially uh the size I mean, I know this doesn't really come into play as much as it did in the old days. The size differential between Eddie Edwards and Lashley. Um you, you know, you could play the underdog. I you know, I'm hoping that's what they're doing, saying the underdog went out there, had his one chance, and and took advantage of it and did it, that would be great. But I don't even think they're going that route with it now. Yeah, I I, I don't know where they're going. (laughs) You know, I will give you one thing. I will say TNA, I'm going to end it with this as far as TNA is concerned, because, boy, have I ridden them hard tonight. I'm going to say one thing. TNA, you are the least predictable wrestling promotion out there, and that used to be a compliment. So um, congratulations. 
<laughs> exactly. I don't I don't know who their creative department is, but they definitely keep uh, the people in the rumor mill on their toes. That's for sure. Yes, they do. All right, let's get the thumbs up and thumbs down. We're going to hear from our lead analyst. I like to go back and take a look at our notes uh, from every show so far and see uh, on things that have already happened what your record is. I think it's pretty solid. You're definitely not a Lee Corso because he sure bombs on, on college game day here lately. But you <laughs> have been pretty strong. So let's see what you got here. Thumbs up and thumbs down. We're going to get back to Goldberg now. Big thing happening tomorrow night. I don't think there's any news in wrestling bigger right now than the fact that in 24 hours from now, when Monday Night Raw emanates, uh, I don't know where live from. But nonetheless, uh, Goldberg will be in the building. All right, here it is. At Survivor Series, and we'll talk a little bit more about this as time progresses. I'll ask you right before Survivor Series. But at Survivor Series right now, does Goldberg, let's see, Goldberg defeats Lesnar clean? Thumbs up or thumbs down? Mm. I think that's going to be a thumbs down. I think uh, I think Lesnar won't let that happen. And, you know, this, this is kind of, I don't know how much, creative pool Lesnar's got in his contract, but if you look back at somebody like a Hogan, uh, Hogan had to approve every ending of every match that he was in and, you know, went against a lot of a lot of the decisions that creative made. Uh, and I'm kind of thinking Lesnar may have a little bit of pool there. I just don't think he'll go over clean. It'll have to be... I, I really don't think he'll go over clean. It may be Something happens, uh, maybe an interference or setup. And if it's a if it's a one time deal, if it's a one match deal, I'm thinking that if or if Goldberg does beat him, it'll be whoever's getting ready to get in the next feud with Les will interfere and cause him to lose, just to set up that feud. But if if Goldberg decides to come back for a couple of matches, you know, and maybe it'll be a uh, a three match series with with Lesnar, or maybe it's just two. I think it, you know, I, I'm, I'm thinking that they're going to split. I think Lesnar might take the first one, and then maybe Goldberg takes the second. I mean, but I'm, th- you know, you, you got to look at these guys. Both of them have, or have just as big of egos as bodies, and that, you know, neither one of them are going to want to lose clean. So you, you know, you have to find some common ground here to see what they can do. But uh, I don't think. In the long run, I don't think any either match with them, either one gets a clean pin on each other. Yeah, well, you know, you talk about people who don't want to lose. I mean, you know, people coming back don't want to lose clean like that. You know, take a look at people like Sting. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Sting literally. He, Sting had one win by pinfall with WWE, and it was in a tag team match on Monday. No, excuse me. I actually think he may have. I think he may have made made the guy submit, but nonetheless, he had one win in his career. He had zero singles wins, and evidently, you know, didn't throw too much of a fuss about it. I mean, you had to know that he knew that going up against Triple H, there was no way Vince was letting him win that. We've talked about that before, but a guy like Goldberg, I kind of got to agree with you. I think he comes back, and and despite the fact that – some guys like Sting probably wouldn't care as long as the fans enjoy the experience, what have you. I think you're right. I think Goldberg has a little bit more of a problem with that and has a harder well, time. Yeah. And you also got to look at who he, who he's fighting, too. I mean, <clears throat> Lesnar hadn't always been on the uh, best relationship with Vince, 
It's not like yeah. a Triple H. You know, Triple H is in charge of the company pretty much. So we knew Sting won't win that match. Uh, but right. unless Triple H just went went out there and went against Vince's wishes and said, look, I'm going to let you pin me or whatever. But uh, I don't think Triple H is stupid enough to do that. Um, Lesnar's a different deal. Um, he's Like I said, he's been up and down with the company as far as relationships go. Uh, and, and Goldberg... Now, if Goldberg gets a win here, people might start and say, hey, Goldberg beat Lesnar, and that might bring up, bring more people in to watch it. And uh, yeah. we'll see, though. I think, I don't like I said, I just don't think with, with either either one of them's egos, I don't think it's going to uh, be a clean pin on either side. Yeah, right. Uh, probably not. That's, uh, that's, the, that's the trend. I still believe they're setting up something at WrestleMania, and I still believe – uh, is a very large possibility that can involve two bigger names uh, to go along with them. All right, so here's this. Um, there's rumors going around. Triple H is saying absolutely not to this. You never know. They always try to surprise you. Goldberg wins the Royal Rumble. Thumbs up or thumbs down? I think thumbs down. Uh, I don't think they're going to let him come back after he has uh, been off this long and not in WWE and let him get a shot at the championship at WrestleMania. I, I really don't. I think they they made that mistake before with uh, Batista. When Batista made his comeback, which that was when the whole Daniel Bryan craze was coming on, and Batista was really at the wrong, wrong place at the wrong time, coming trying to come back as a babyface, and the crowd was having none of it, and I've never heard... A baby, a supposedly babyface, get booed so loud, and this is counting Roman Reigns too, booed so loud for winning the Royal Rumble as Batista did that year when he came back. Uh, yeah. oh, I, I don't think that. that I don't think they'll make that mistake again. But you know who knows? But I, I really don't think uh, I don't think after all this time that he's he's been away from wrestling, I don't think they'll let him win the Royal Rumble to get a shot at the belt at WrestleMania. I don't think so either. I, I really if don't. You, and I will. I'll go on record right now, and I'll tell you this: barring injuries, Randy Orton wins the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I can see that. I can definitely see that. And uh, you know, my, so having said that, I guess the next one's a thumbs down. Uh, my my next question for you was John. My next statement, rather, John Cena. John Cena wins the Royal Rumble, and I'm assuming that's a thumbs down on your part. Uh, that's a thumbs down. I, I really think what you're going to see at WrestleMania, as far as SmackDown goes, Randy Orton versus AJ Styles, and I think you know if if AJ hangs on to it that long, I think Randy Orton will beat AJ Styles at WrestleMania, and I think he'll win right. the Royal Rumble to get to get that shot. All right, now let me ask you this. Um, Here's the next statement. There's a huge, huge push right now for uh, people in rage wrestling. I heard there was going to be quite the fan base at the World Championship <laughs> Tournament that said that they would riot. I don't know how true that is, but they said they would riot if the pain train did not win the rage wrestling championship. So I'll ask you this. Let's let's forget about the next, because I'm not even sure yet if he's final on the November 12th date. Let's look in the future here. 
there's some big stuff that's about to happen to Rage Wrestling, folks. And it's going to be a very short time when I can, and Stevie and I both can can kind of tell you what's going on. And uh, But there's some big stuff going on, big shows coming up, uh, and you definitely want to stay in tune. And I'm sure uh, Ring of Honor Superstar, the pain train Preston Quinn, he's going to be involved. So my question for you, Stevie, is this. Does the pain train win the Rage title in the next six months? I can go ahead and tell you. I talked to the man myself. I messaged and I heard from the man myself. He uh-huh. will be there November twelfth in the tournament. So uh-huh. uh, I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it a thumbs up. Okay. Uh, you, you know, I think he's he's got what it takes. And like I said, we don't really know what what the card is now for the tournament goes. You know, whether we're going to have the same same lineup as before. But I do know. That person verified with me he would be there. So uh, get ready for the pain train. I know there's a there's a there's kind of like a cult following for him now. Uh, it's it's a shame that the the event didn't happen the other night because it was his. Uh, there was going to be a pain train section, kind of like the Cesaro oh, wow. section. There was going to be a pain train section there with with a lot of following for him. He is really uh he's really got these guys guys behind him now and. Uh, they they were really disappointed they couldn't see him that night, but uh, luckily they will get their chance November twelfth. I can I can go ahead and verify that. But uh, I I did talk to you know chat a little bit back and forth with Preston. He had a big match last night. I, you remember he was talking about getting with his that's right uh, the Rock and Roll Express. Yeah, and and uh, you know he lost the match, and his his comment to me was. Uh, the lead, the guy that pinned us wasn't the legal man, so there will be a rematch. Uh, but the the really cool thing, and anybody that listened to the interview we did with him before, was one of his all-time greats was Bobby Eaton. And yep. you guess who was in the corner managing uh, Preston and his tag team partner that night? Was none other than beautiful Bobby. So yep. a real, really special moment. Preston, uh, he was really excited about it, uh, and uh, you know, I'm sure that match with the Rock and Roll Express, and you know, the Rock and Roll Express can still put on a show, and I know mm-hmm. Preston and his, you know, what is it, the old Empire? That's right, yeah, the uh, the they old can, school Empire. Can, yeah, they they can put on a show too. So anybody that gets a chance to, and I don't know where the rematch will take place, and you know, we'll we'll try to update you on that, but. uh We'll, we'll give you the information on that. That'll be a great match to see. All right. So last thumbs up, thumbs down. Here it is, folks. Charles Jones, who's with Rage uh, Wrestling, leaves Rage Wrestling and heads to TNA to reshape the company. <laughs> thumbs up, thumbs down. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, this is about as, about as good as – I'm going to give it double thumbs up like I did – the Stevie Fly downloadable character for WWE 2K17 video game. I'm gonna give it. Well, a you got that right because I've, I've already been told that was announced today. That's coming that, out in Christmas oh, yeah, time. That, yes, that's, that's a done know, deal. That, and and if you act now on that, you can also get the the uh, the luchador mask that I wear sometimes. <laughs> but <laughs> as far as Charles running TNA, you know, I think no doubt in my mind he would do a better job than Dixie Carter. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, no offense, Nick Steve, but hey, there's one thing about Charles Jones. He knows how to run a company debt free. I'll give him credit where credit's due. You know? Exactly. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I don't he knows think we're how gonna... to do it without the debt. Yeah, and he's got a little bit of a wrestling mind on him, too. <laughs> yep, he does. He does. A great man, man of God, and certainly a good pro wrestling man uh, of mine. There's no doubt definitely, about that. Definitely. So, All right. Now, um, we'll, we'll get right and wrap up here. Uh, we obviously didn't have any special guests tonight. We were just getting back. Uh, obviously, we we're sorry for, for last uh for last week, working out the way it did. Of course, uh, we've had, and I'll tell you, for folks that are listening tonight, I want to tell you, you're not alone. Uh, we have had a growing number of listeners each week, and um, we're, we're very, very happy about that. We appreciate that. We appreciate the support. We hope you're enjoying uh, wrestling analysis, and we certainly hope you're enjoying uh, the show that Steve and I have put together uh, that we worked uh, work hard on every week, and we, we're, we're glad to be able to bring it to you. So, uh, got some big news coming up, Stevie. First off, I think you know this man, uh, but next week we do have a very special guest, and I believe next week we're going to be airing on Monday night. Is that right? That's true. Yep. And uh, so, for folks who don't know, he is. He has wrestled with Rage Wrestling. Uh, I think it's a promotion called Gouge, High Volume Pro Wrestling. He's all over the place. And, folks, he's going to be joining us next week live right here, Monday night, 7 o'clock p.m., just before Monday Night Raw. He is 6 feet tall, weighing in at 215 pounds. His finishing move is the snot drop. He is wrestling's only mathlete, and he is the geek with the physique. Folks, Seymour Snot heading here next week i can't wait to uh, stevie i think you set up the interview with him i think y'all been talking uh, he yeah talk about a great guy i mean he's a great guy but he's also a great wrestler no doubt no doubt i mean you know and we got to be you know obviously we we talked to him that night at the first rage event when he was there and wasn't able to be at this he wasn't scheduled to be at this last one but uh you know just just a super guy easy to talk to and and uh you know, yeah, good wrestler. He's been around a while too. We'll, we'll definitely have a lot to talk about with him. A lot of background we have to look at for him to get some some really good questions for him. Yeah, well, he. I'll tell you, somebody I think is going to be a contender in Rage Wrestling. He's my sleeper. I, I honestly believe that we're going to see this guy compete in some capacity, whether it wins, I don't know. But we're going to see Seymour Snot compete for the Rage Wrestling title. And I know I'm involved in Rage Wrestling, but I'm here to tell you, Stevie, I have no idea if that's accurate. I just got this feeling. I just got this feeling. Seymour Snot's going to be up there. And um, I don't know. He just he seems to be a contender. He's a sleeper. He, he was kind of on the mid-card at the first show. But I'm going to tell you, I think he's got what it takes to uh, – he, he really went over with the crowd, and, uh, as you probably definitely, remember. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, that and was I think definitely he, you know, my – my daughter was one of his biggest fans from day one when she heard his name. As soon as she heard mm-hmm. his name, she said, that's the guy I'm pulling for. And like I said, we got to talk to him before the matches. And uh, she even wore horn rim glasses like he did. And the, the kids really got into The crowd was really into him. And he he, he, he kind of took a little bit of a beating in that match. But, you know, he came back at the end and, and pulled it off. So uh, the crowd was really behind him that night. That was probably one of the – one of the best fan fan reactions to anybody that came out that night. I think him and Dirty yep. Money were probably neck and neck. Yep, I definitely agree. Seymour's not the man, 
Uh, no doubt about it. Uh, the geek with a physique. He will be live with us next Monday night, seven o'clock p.m., folks. Uh, he'll probably be, uh, we'll probably talk to him about midway through the show, and uh, we will look forward to seeing him there. Just so you know, if you want to check him out before he comes on the show next week, you can find him Seymour Snot. That's S-E-Y-M-O-U-R. S-N-O-T-T, two words, Seymour Snot. You can follow him on Facebook or on Twitter at Seymour Snot. Folks, he'll be joining us next week. Stevie, always a pleasure, and happy birthday. I appreciate it, buddy. It's, it's been a really good day. Pleasure to be on the show again with you this week. Looking forward to next week. Yep, uh, me too, Steve. Enjoy your birthday, 22nd birthday, folks. We hope he enjoyed uh, yep, it. Yep, 22nd. Um, Don't let anybody tell you <laughs> different either. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. Folks, uh, Steve Fly with you tonight, lead analyst on his birthday, bringing the pro wrestling news and rumors to you. I'm Lance Jenkins, your host. Thanks so much for joining us tonight for the latest episode of Brawl for All. And, folks, just so you'll know, they're probably going to create a new television show or WWE Network show coming up real soon. And they're going to have to recruit uh, their wrestlers from the Carolina Panthers because it looks like they're not playing football anymore. Maybe they'll be playing. Uh, maybe they'll be wrestling soon on the WWE Network, which you can get for nine ninety nine. Folks, uh, that's it. Stevie Fly, Lance Jenkins, with you, brawl for all. We will see you next week live right here on BlogTalkRadio.com. Ladies and gentlemen. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.